This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Homestead Radio. My name is Chris Hambling and I am, well I'm not your host. I'm not your host tonight, there is no host uh, it's international break, so what we're doing is we're having a little break from our regular programming. And uh, Mikey's put together a selection of clips for you, which uh, the source material for which is is partly our premium podcast we released a couple of years ago. Uh, that was a fundraiser for both the show and for Eagle Heights as well, uh, and also uh, some unreleased stuff and uh, some bits and pieces from our sort of uh, the shows where we haven't really involved any football chat. Uh, Put down a couple of those where we sort of almost acted like a real radio show uh, and kept it just to to non-football topics. So if you haven't heard those before, this will all be on YouTube. If you have heard all of that stuff before, like I say, there will be some unreleased bits as well. But generally speaking, you'll just be hearing the highlights from those shows. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. We will, of course, be back with our regular programming very, very soon. Uh, that'll be a preview of the Middlesbrough game hosted by Terence. Uh, and of course, we'll be reviewing the Middlesbrough match the Sunday after the game as well, assuming I survive the journey to and from the northeast, which can be a bit of an arduous task. But anyway, hope you enjoy what we've put together. Uh, of course, always appreciate your feedback. Uh, just go to our website, hlradio.net. Uh, you'll find the ways to get in touch with the show there. And uh, yeah, be great to, to have you along listening live uh, on Sunday. Name? Albert Curley. Age? 30 and 6 months. Best known on whole radio for doing? Probably breaking the internet. Yeah, every, every time you're on. It's weird that, isn't it? How you go robotic and you've changed your... Shall I, t- shall I run you through it? Yeah, yeah. Four houses, two different internet providers, uh, four different computers, four different microphones... Um, then that's about it. I can't. Oh, you've got the 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 plugs, haven't you? The uh, power plugs, socket plugs to plugs. give you a wired connection. Yeah. I've gone laptop. I've gone desktop. I've gone tablet. I've gone phone. For a I while, don't know what it is. For a while on the uh, on the tablet, we didn't we didn't have the problem. I think it was because a couple of shows you got away with, and then that, then it happened again. It's yeah. if anyone knows why, other than Albert is secretly a robot. If everyone if anyone knows why someone's voice would go robotic. 
irrespective of what internet provider or equipment they're using, do let us know because I think it's possibly a medical situation. That's I, the only I, can, yeah. I can only assume that that might be the case. We've eliminated everything else, really. Yeah. Um, okay. First but question. Blade Runner. I don't know if I'm a that, robot at the end or not. It's exactly like Blade Runner. Yeah. Mm. Uh, mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, you're, you're, I, I, you'd know. You'd definitely know. You'd wee oil, wouldn't you? My nuts would be cold. <laughs> there we go. Okay, um, first question is the same for everyone. Um, and it's probably the question that take the longest to answer. Um, just give me, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll have a little back, bit of backwards and forwards about what you, why you've picked, who you've picked. But um, the scenario is this. You are a five-a-side manager and you can only pick from ex-Palace players. Um, so who do you pick? Obviously, you've got to start with the goalkeeper and then pick a, a formation for the remaining four and then off you go. Okay. Really. Well, I'm, you know, on, on, the, on the spot, I'm going to pick Kalinko as my goalkeeper. Because, okay. Do, do you need justification for that? God, yeah, definitely for that decision. Just because I, I you know, Pardew goes on about Mavericks, and I don't think anybody personifies that more than Alexander Kalinko. Um, the save away at Newcastle in the cup. I don't know if anybody remembers that. One minute he was in the corner flag, <laughs> yeah. trying to close someone down. The next minute he was at the back post making a, a, a clinical save. Yeah. Um, and similarly, if things weren't going your way, you could smack him in the face and <laughs> he wouldn't complain too much, probably. Uh, that's one, there's, he's responsible for some great moments, isn't he? The two you described are brilliant. I remember that say vividly, and obviously Trevor Francis saw him laughing when Palace were losing and punched him square in the face. Wasn't it? Mid, yeah. Midweek game at Bradford. That Newcastle game, I remember I was at a house party and it was one of those really long match of the days um, because it's obviously a cup game. And I, I literally pulled the plug out of the stereo and rewound it like three times to make everybody see the save. <laughs> so, yeah, that is, yeah, absolutely right to do that. It's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And then, yeah, he'd be a character back there, um, you know, barking orders to those in front of him. So yeah, who would you, um, who would be in front of him? Um, what's the general consensus for five five aside? Two defenders, a midfielder, and a striker. We, we've had a mix of we've had a mix of two one one and one two one at the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, at the back, it's got to be. Um, oh, it's tough. I'm going to go Craig Harrison. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, any particular elements to Craig Harrison's game that you, you think would suit five aside? You know, the, way, the way his hair would flow in the breeze mm. whilst marauding up that left flank was good. Um, Do, and um, underrated player. You feel underrated. I think he's yeah, and you know I'm conscious. You know I'm a I'm a I'm a logistics man. Um, yeah. You know I don't want to pick a team that are going to be otherwise committed to other things. You know not turning up. Uh, <laughs> and I'm quite sure Craig Harrison's not got a lot going on. So <laughs> I think he's manager of someone. I can't remember who now. I think he's actually. Well, he'd have to pack that in. To be honest, <laughs> I think that's only fair for for a place in. Well, your I, you know I want commitment. Mm. And rightly so. Um, uh, yeah, um, underrated as a player. I think the term player for many would potentially overrate Craig Harrison. But listen, it's your team, and you, you know, is he your sole defender, or if you got someone don't, alongside don't him? Hate the player, hate the game is what I'd I'd, I'd retort to that. Uh, yeah, well, it's a good it's a good phrase. Mm. Change how atrocious Craig Harrison is, but it's a good yeah. phrase. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the only def- he's the only defender you need. 
So, you're right. You're right. I'm not putting anybody else back there. Uh, uh, two in midfield, or have you got one one who's going to patrol midfield to leave you two strikers? I'm gonna put, I'm gonna I'm gonna have uh, a defensive-minded midfielder as well. Mm. Um, I'm basically playing a straight four right down the middle of the pitch. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I don't think people would see that coming, to be honest. I think you're right. So you got Craig Harrison. Um, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play Aki Realati. Yeah. Holding, just you know, the man's a legend, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really need too much justification, and and for the, perhaps the first time in this selection, you, you've picked a real player there. You know, a real um, player, a real player, an actual genuine footballer. Um, Maestro of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you talk about underrated. Obviously, Palace fans love him for um, for lots of different reasons. But I think even some Palace fans underrate the actual ability he had. Cause terrific footballer. Terrific footballer. You know, decent pass on him. Yeah, you know, a goal threat when he get when he did get forward and yeah, um, yeah. looking looking like the dead spit of the singer from Offspring. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So much so that even now I still get confused when the guy from Offspring put, turns up singing on something. Yeah, Aki, Aki's doing karaoke. What? No, it's not. It's not. It's the guy from Offspring. Yeah, he, yeah, but he, he and he's also pretty fly for a white guy. You know, we, it was he was well well versed for being quite dapperly dressed, wasn't he? Akiriyalaya. A few players came out and said they used to wear some rather natty outfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and, know, um, and, and again, a five-a-side team's got to look good. Craig Harrison's bringing the mullet. Aki's bringing the you know the garbs. You know, yeah. bringing the bringing the clobber. So, um, so I take it bringing the noise. Yeah, take it. Ahead of Aki, um, someone else has got to bring something, right? So we so need a this... baller, don't we? We need a baller in the hole. Yeah. yeah. So, wow, there's too many to choose from. But I'm probably going to go with Wayne Andrews. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, you're right. You need a baller in there. Um, so, uh, what? What particular is it about Wayne that um, that you feel will be ideally suited to the attacking midfield position in your straight four? I'm I'm going pace. I'm just, I want to hit them with pace through the middle. Um, yeah, and you know, five aside is is you know it's half of its play. I'm pointing at my feet. Half of its played down there, isn't it? <laughs> right. But, but the other half, I'm now pointing at my forehead. It's played up there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and. Yeah. I just think he he used to bring such a calmness to the team, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Never, he never panicked. Right. He, he never ran down any blind channels. You know, he was uh, the opposite uh, of a headless chicken. He was a chicken with a head. He was a that. If there was one way of summing up Wayne Andrews, particularly in his spell at Palace, it is chicken with a head. And his, you know, you can't question his goal scoring record. Um, no, you can't question it. And again, I don't think he's got much else going on, so he's going to be there. I mean, what night are we playing this this team? Um, I, th- I believe this is going to happen um, in in a couple of weeks' time on a, on a Sunday night. So on a, um, yeah, he's got nothing yeah. going on Sunday he's night. Got, he's, yeah. So Wayne Andrews in the hole for me. Um, I, I, I mean, to, to be honest, I feel embarrassed for asking you about it. Now it was just always obviously. Uh, well, has no one else said that? No, no, no. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I, I don't know. Really, what the? It just—it seems so obvious now. And why didn't we play him there in his spell at Palace? That's a—that's the, the amazing thing about it. I mean, 
33 games and, and, you know, just the one goal, but... I don't know if you know, but he, if you watched him play, he played everywhere. That is just true. Work rate, commitment, pace, power. The thing is, like, when we signed him, it was a sign of where we were, you know, where we were as a club that we could... We could go, just go into Colchester and just take take Bang. the player from them. How much? You know? Doesn't matter. Blank check. Bang. <laughs> exactly. We'd... You know, we'd, it, it got, I think, I think upwards of 10 goals in this spell of Colchester. You just cannot. And, Bang and, another zero on it, boys. And seemingly we didn't really put a price on that. Um, we, gave them, we gave them Gareth Williams, who was a um, you know, promising guy in our academy at the time. Um, we gave him an exchange there, but I mean... That it, leads me on to my striker choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... It's not Gareth Williams. Okay, I know. Who, I know who it's going to be from. I from your. I, you know, you, think, you can see. You think I'm going to say Calvin Andrew, don't you? No, I don't. No, I oh. think you. I think you're going to go. I thought you were going to go with another Gareth. No, 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 no. I thought you were going to pick Gareth Taylor. I thought you know. I can tell from your selection so before far. My you... time before my All time. Right. Um, up front, um, oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's. A, I mean, Torgelli, maybe. Ventola, it's a bit of a commute, isn't it, from yeah, Italy, yeah. especially when you can't walk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going ships. I'm going to go Chipoli up front. Oh, really? Well, that's that's a, a very strong choice. Um, well, there you go. He's, um, uh, I mean, again, a demon on the Viva side pitch, you have to say. You know, he would be. Um, again, when we're talking, this is effectively fantasy. Um, so he could be ships at his absolute prime. Which I imagine he's still at now. No, I'll take him uh, now. I'll take him yeah. now. Yeah, I think you know you need someone for the banter, don't you, in the dressing room after? And he's, you know, he's the as, as we've learned on the whole radio, he's got good banter. He might friend of the sh- friend of the show, Neil. Friend Shippley. of the show, yeah, he is, yeah, he's a cracking guy. Um, oh, yeah. Right. So there you go. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. Again, he's a, he's a strong presence up there, and I think he's going to fit. Delighted to be fit into the system, isn't he? He's the point of a, of a straight four. You know, it's imaginative, it's new. I think everyone will be doing it soon enough. If you imagine, um, if you imagine the, the formation I've just described and the players, if you were to look at that from above, so Shipley up front, all those people behind him, it's yeah. like a sledgehammer. He looked like a sledgehammer. Shipley, the big hammerhead up front, strong spine, handle behind him. What Albert. could go wrong? I but I just I think we've you know it's it's genius um, and I don't think anyone's gonna get anything anything close to what you've done today with that question. So next bloody question. Next bloody question. If you could eliminate one thing from your daily schedule or schedule, depending on what you, how you pronounce that word, what would it be and why? Ah, uh, oh, wow, that's a. <sighs> Mikey wrote them. You know, sometimes they're insane. Sometimes they're difficult, like this one. Something I could eliminate from my... I, I'm not a big fan of breakfast. I could do without breakfast. Whoa, breakfast's when bacon happens. Mm, no, bacon can happen in the evening or lunchtime. Whoa, what? Right. I mean, it, it can, but... Do you need to go? <laughs> yeah, I certainly need to go and have more bacon, but that's, um, that's something I'm battling with every single second of every single day. I feel there's a lot of pressure t- on people to have breakfast. Mm. And I, I can personally, I can do without it. 
but you sort of people oh you know oh, it's eleven o'clock you have breakfast oh, and you think oh I better go and have something and then you're sort of impinging on lunchtime really. Yeah, if you can have breakfast, you, you should have it early. If you know, if I if I wake up past eleven, which is you know I do sometimes, then there's there's no breakfast. But yeah, um, I mean I I have to get to work fairly early. I have to get to work about half seven, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm not having breakfast before I go to work. Uh, that's to be far too early. And then when I get to, if I have breakfast about half seven, come ten o'clock, I'm going to want another one. You know, it's just yeah. So no, I, I understand that. Yeah. So I just I just don't bother. You can I'd keep quite, it. I quite, in that situation, I quite often do have another one, but that's that's why I'm really fat. But um, what you what what one of the best things I you know best things I've found for breakfast is um is Greg's. They do a uh, they do a lovely because I always need a coffee on my way to work because I'm driving for about two hours and it's quite easy to fall asleep at the wheel. So stopping at a Greg's and getting a large coffee and then realizing that it will cost you you know forty p and more to have a bacon and sausage roll with it. It's oh. just—it's just made me so happy. Um, Come on, and That's also living. That. It is. It's. I, yeah. What about a it's, sausage, cheese, and bean slice? I mean, that doesn't come under the breakfast deal, so you'd end oh, up. Pay, you'd know you'd end up paying more for it, but for three oh, pounds, it's, three it's pounds. A premium. Yeah, I mean, three pounds is any. What about a slice coffee? of Tottenham cake? Tottenham cake. Have you not seen the Tottenham cake in Greg's? I haven't. No. It's just—it's just a vanilla sponge with a bit of pink icing. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not making it up. Sounds like something you're making up, some sort of elaborate metaphor for Tottenham. But no, there should there should be some sort of you know gag at the end of it. Yeah, um, but there's not. It's just called Tottenham cake. If it was a it was a particularly unpleasant cake, there might be a gag at the end of it. <laughs> that was a fake laugh. The, yeah, it's good. For, yeah, it's we, good. We, what we'll do with that fake laugh is we'll take that clip and then loop it. So it sounds like you've been la- you're laughing for ages. That joke, that joke. Um, weirdly enough, the next question is also seems to be food related. Um, well, the, the previous one wasn't. You made it food related, if anything. So I did. Uh, the question is coffee or tea, and there is a definitely a right. Yeah, there you go. There's a right and wrong answer here. Tea is correct. Can I ask you how you make your tea? Oh, listen. This is one of my. I I don't let anybody at work make me a cup of tea because I'm really really anal about it. Not literally, because no, no, it tastes yeah. weird. Um, uh, obviously, you boil the kettle. Standard. When the kettle starts boiling, hold the mug over the spout, upside down, so the mug gets nice and warm. You're, you're warming the mug, okay? okay? Keeps the tea warmer longer, and it aids the brewing, okay? okay. Then, tea bag in. Water in. Quick yeah. stir quickster and i like my tea really strong but i also like it really milky some people say what's the difference just oh so tea bag in yeah. quickster milk in straight away leave the bag in don't take the bag out okay milk milk in with bag in equals no scum on top okay okay bag left on its own with no milk gather scum listeners interesting very so- strong but very milky now, I mean, there's a lot about what you've uh, just described that I like, Albert. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I, I, I'm gonna add the warming of the cup to my ritual. You get a good five minutes out of it. Keeps yeah. it warmer longer. Yeah, I really. That, that's important as well. Uh, and I also like my tea really, really strong. Yeah. Uh, and I have no aversion to putting the milk in it with the tea bag in there. I, I yeah. didn't. I didn't. I've never really paid attention to the fact that it gets rid of the, the scum situation. Yeah. Just no thought scum. that's. Just thought that's a hard water issue, but great. Okay. No. Um, 
what I, I do have a problem with the, with the whole milky idea now believe me i've got a lot of respect for um for you having it strong as well as milky i think that that mm-hmm. saves you here if uh, it's, it's the, the weak and milky just have milk mate you know i don't have tea don't call it a cup of tea it's not tea just exactly. have milk you you want we clearly want warm milk so just have warm milk but you big baby yeah, but for me, I think any more than four drops of milk and a cup of tea is over-egging the pudding. But four, that's just, that's yeah, four drops. What, as, in a, a, as in literally a drop? Like a pipette drop, four drops of milk. For only f- You're mad. It's got to have, it's got to be a sort of a really deep copper colour for me and very, very sweet Very well. strong. Oh, oh, you do sugar, do you? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah. Ah, this yeah. conversation's over. <laughs> Look, I mean, I can respect eighty percent of your method, and I'm, I'm next happy. time. Next time you come round, not that you've ever been round before, I haven't. Next lately. time you come round, because you I keep moving house, I will make you. Yeah, in in the search of a better internet connection, it's costing <laughs> me a fucking fortune. Um, I will make you a cup of tea. All right, that's fine. We'll uh, we'll do this. We'll do this. But um, I think that that if there's if there's one moment that this podcast is going to be worth paying for. It was that moment. The it's tea that moment. cup of tea. Yeah. Trust me, it will change your life. Do it. Do, do it exactly as I do, follow my instructions to the T. Hmm? Quite literally. All right. <laughs> What's your first Palace match, mate? First. Now I get confused over my first Palace match because it was. I'm convinced it was against um, Forest, not Nottingham Forest. And it would have been in the 1990-91 season. Um, I've gone back through the history books and I can't find that result. I've probably got the opposition wrong. But we won 1-0 and Ian Wright scored. And we, like as I say, I was, I've only been about five. And I seem to remember not thinking that we'd won because we hadn't scored enough goals, even though we had scored one more than the opposition. I know that it's... I've rarely vocalised this because it does sound really odd. It sounds mental. It sounds like you had a dream and then you now think that that dream is your first palace dream. No, no, it's definitely happened. Several things happened at that game. I spilt a a, a carton of orange juice over my dad's really late 80s, early 90s loafers with the little tassels. Um, Yeah, and we won it 1-0. I'm sorry, it's a a grey sort of answer, really. I can't remember who it was, but we definitely won 1-0. Maybe it was Notts County. Maybe I'm getting confused. Well, Mikey's two suggestions so far are Sheffield United and Luton. So um, Why? I, I guess he's probably looked at the results section on the Homestale website and found scores that were 1-0. Okay, fine. I also remember not, not, um, not too long after, I think we played, um, we played Watford and I got confused and thought we were playing Walford as in some From sort of football team. EastEnders, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't yeah, well, much into football as a five-year-old. Yeah, Sean Maguire, well, uh, probably playing the character Aiden would have played for Walford, wouldn't he? Back then. Probably. Yeah. May everyone remember Sean Maguire? Don't know what's happening yeah. to him now. Yeah. He had a brief. Didn't he have a, a brief pop career as well? He certainly did. Yeah, you're quite right to observe that. He uh, did have a. Brief didn't, and wasn't he? Didn't didn't he go homeless in EastEnders? I think he did go homeless in EastEnders. Yeah. Oh, really... For some reason, like in the back of my head, I've got the idea that he might have lost a leg or something. But perhaps that uh-huh. was a dream. Imagine if he was homeless now. Mm, that'd be upsetting, wouldn't it? That'd be like life imitating art. Yeah, I suppose on that side of it, it would be, it would be impressive. I think, in all honesty, we've talked more about Sean Maguire than I'd anticipated. Well, why not? It's about time he got some limelight. It is, yeah. Sean, yeah. if you're listening, 
Hope you're well, mate. Yeah, yeah. All the best, mate. I mean, the acting's clearly not going so well anymore, but, you know, chin up. Yeah. Um, your next question, uh, this, this comes under the odd category, uh, but I think, I think this is a good one that Mikey's come up with here. Okay. Would you, um, would you rather never have access to the internet again or have Nicolas Cage always within one metre of you? Well, I mean, I don't really have decent access to the internet anyway. <laughs> so, and, I, and I've got to be honest, I'm a big fan of Nick Cage. Yeah, he can sometimes pick the um, pick a wrong film, you know. Um, he's, I think he's done that quite a few times. He has, yeah. He seems to almost deliberately pick wrong films for his own personal amusement. Mm. Um, I think I'd go for Nick Cage because you're, you're guaranteed a laugh. He's in nuts. Yeah, all right. Have, there you have go. Have you seen Nick Cage losing his, can I swear? Yeah, you have Nick them. Cage losing his shit. Look that up on YouTube. Yeah. It's basically it's basically like a six minute compilation of um, every time in it, his films he's got you know he's gone on a bit of a rant or he said something a bit weird. It's a great six minutes. The highlights being from the Wicker Man remake when he mm. punches punches a woman. Um, he acts with um, great you know great aplomb of having CGI bees on his face <laughs> and in his eyes. Um, oh no. Yeah. No one does bees like Cage does bees. No, do they? Be- <laughs> Cage does bees. There's a <laughs> there's a documentary. It really should be. Mm. Um, who is the most annoying whole radio host? Oh, most, I think by that he means again because you're, you, you're the only host. I know. Well, yeah. I'm, this is the thing. Hopefully, he's not aiming all these questions at me, and he means just you know either a presenter or a co-presenter or something like that. Has anybody said me? Uh, no, because everyone's got different questions. You're the only one to be oh. asked this question. Well, I'm the only one that's got that question. Yeah, I mean, you've, you know, other people have got other questions who's there's something in whole radio that might the be most, that. An, the most annoying, and, I, and, it's, and it's not because he's, you know, it's not because I don't like him, but Nick Gusset is incredibly hard to keep up with. Mm. Yeah. Like, do you know what? Like Nick Cage. Yeah. They just, can just go off on a tangent and it's like trying to grab an eel in a barrel of water. You yeah. just don't know. You know, it's not annoying. I don't, you know, don't get physically annoyed by it. I but it's, it's just, a, I know you do. You yeah. vocalise it quite a lot. Yeah. It's, you know. When, when you're in, into the fourth pun within a pun, it, you know. I, it gets I, murky, doesn't it? it does yeah, it does. And I'm like, do I, do I try to keep up with this or do I try and point out we should have been on air ten minutes ago? You know, yeah, true. It's, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah. I th- I, it's a good shout, and like you say, you know, it's it's not it's not born out of genuine annoyance, you know, because because he's a fantastic member of the whole radio team. But for fuck's sake, Nick! Jesus, Nick! In yeah. fact, it's a, yeah. Now now we're talking about it. It's actually more annoying than I thought it was. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Can sack the gusset. Yeah, sack gusset. Hashtag. <laughs> It'd be fine. It'd be fine. Um, that was your your final actual regular question. So we're just going to end uh, this little little discussion with uh, what what was your favourite Homesdale Radio moment of the last four years? Incredibly. Wow, has it really been four years? Yeah, I don't know what to think about that, but it's been a lot. It's been a lot of fun moments, isn't there? You know, a lot of hilarity. Um, um, I think there's been at least a couple of bits of hilarity over the last four years. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, my favourite moment is probably um, the cat the the transfer deadline special when we had the cowbell the cowbell going off every time there was a um, uh, a bit of transfer news and and what followed was an incredible. Bearing in mind we've just complained about Nick doing too many puns. <laughs> what what followed was a was an amazing chain reaction of cow based puns. Um, it was it was a great moment. Yeah. You can't, uh, you can't, you literally can't write that stuff. <laughs> you can't, no. No, it was the, spon- the spontaneity was brilliant. Obviously, it featured in some um, some of our intros afterwards because, uh, you know, it was just sort of out of the blue and it, it showed, you know, it was it was a nice, well, it's just a nice moment. Just everyone, everyone relaxed and punning. It was good. I think I kicked it off with, I can't remember, but, you know, I mean, it was definitely down to me. And then Jell said something. Yeah. Nick said something. And Tony said something. Tony said, move on, I think. Tony said something. Mm. And then maybe Jell said something again. Oh. And then Nick probably said something about the 1970s and it all went wrong. Yeah, that's usually how most of our conversations end. Yeah, either that or my, my internet connection went dodgy. And I yeah, that's... Like a, yeah. a broken Dalek. Yeah. Did you, um, have you heard the end of the last podcast yet? Um, you, you know, you did a cat noise... But I happened. did, yeah, I listened to that. <laughs> it day. happened while your, your connection had gone robotic. It was ro- robot cats. You know, Doctor, they... Who, Doctor Who's got that little robot dog, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, oh, hey, how ironic hey, is that? <laughs> talking about, that was completely unintentional. Yeah, um, doc, yeah it was the, like the fe- feline equivalent of that. It was, um, yeah, it made me laugh very loudly at work when I was listening to it. So. Do you remember Thundercats? Do you remember much Thundercats? Of course, Snuff, are you thinking about? No, no I'm, thinking of, I'm even... thinking of the Robo Bears. Oh God, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. Remember them? Yeah, oh. that's that. That's like that's niche Thundercats knowledge. I'm a bit disappointed that when when news comes through, I, you don't ring a bell or something to say <laughs> news in, just to signify. Can you imagine <clears throat> the organisation that would be required for that? It's just not something that we can do. <laughs> Mikey says he's going to work on that. Anyway, guys, so that that is the current state of play. Um, Peter Ramage has gone on a season-long loan to Barnsley. Uh, dog. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Cowbells. The cows have come home. Cowbells. Oh my god! Just signed that up, cow. I don't know what to say. Um, that was utterly ridiculous. Way. Oh dear. Oh dear. All right, don't milk it. You get right on my teats. Move along. <laughs> yeah, keep churning them out. I really, really, really need to stop you people S- talking. Stop milking it. <laughs> Repetition out the game. We're going to move on to nicknames. Um, I'm known as Gusset. The reason I'm known as Gusset is um, I've I met some people. Um, at a festival, um, I was totally lost. Uh, lost all my mates that I was with. I was living in Reading at the time. And um, just wandering around about three o'clock in the morning. And um, met these people, wouldn't they? Uh, then they just knew me as Nick, Nick G. Um, or because I thought I was cool, I used to call myself Nicky G. And um, they used to live up in Green Lanes in Harringay. And apparently they were having a conversation once saying, well, he's called Nick G, but what does the G stand for? Nobody knew, so they just, I just got Chris and Gusset. And that was about 20 years ago, so I've been known as Nick Gusset ever since then. But my worst nickname I've ever had was um, 
while I was still in the sixth form, I used to work for Curry's and uh, used to work in the stockroom at Curry's. I used to have a new Walkman everywhere. I just used to swap it every week for the latest one. But we went on a trip to Orton Towers, the Bracknell branch of Curry's and the Cambly branch of Curry's. Went to Orton Towers and we left at silly o'clock in the morning, about 6.30, and 16-year-old Nick, after five or six cans of Heineken, it was 8 o'clock at this time, I was bursting for a waz so much that I had to implore the coach driver to stop the coach at the side of the motorway on the way up to Alton Towers to let us out for a And quite a few blokes got out. Anyway, I'm having a and it was such a relief. And then I blacked out. And the last, next thing I remember, I'm lying at the side of the motorway and I'd all been packed away and I didn't know who'd put me willy away or anything. I, I must have been out for about two minutes. Anyway, for the rest of the day, and for the, rest of the time I was at Curry's, I was known as Dinky. I just have no idea <laughs> what that's all about. So I must change my Twitter name to Dinky Gusset. <laughs> I cannot believe you just told that story. Oh. That's amazing. Yeah, what about Wurzel Carnage? Yeah, but that, that's not very good, is it, really? That's, that's, that's Chris, Chris Hambling, who's, who's too space to present the show tonight. Um, Jill, I've got a new nickname for you. Hit Wibble. me. Wibble. Wibble. Yeah, because you're jelly. Right. Wibble. Well, I'll take that. It's better than you fat... Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but I usually get called. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've had loads of nicknames. Loads and loads. Which when one's seven, stuck the longest? When I, when, I was, when I was 16, 17, I had really long blonde hair and someone just shouted out Jesus, Jesus gel, which I thought was, which I thought was awful, but that stayed around for a little while. Um, and then as I got older, um, five bellies, my mate Mark has got me in his phone with five bellies. Um, I get mistaken for Razor Ruddock quite a lot, especially when I go over <laughs> to Essex, it really fucks me off. Um, <laughs> but I'll come out, I, I, I turn it around on, the, on a load of West Ham fans once. Cause they, they saw me. I, I was walking through, um, Oh, what's the what's the shopping centre in Essex? Blue Water or Lakeside? Lakeside. I was walking in Lakeside and they got a West Ham shop in there. And I just walked to the edge of it and there was about 15 people that were absolutely convinced I was him. And I turned around and I went, I'm not going in there, that piece of <laughs> and walks off. <laughs> he would never have ever said that, would he? You, but, you, um, you talk about mistaken identities. I remember being over at Shepherd's Bush once. I was meeting up with some old pals and... Um, can't remember the name of the pub, but it's it's a couple of doors down from the Shepherd's Bush Empire. And uh, my mate was a bit, a bit of a nutter. Went around in the pub and told everybody that I was Radiohead's drummer. <laughs> and people were coming up and asking me for my autograph. I didn't even know Radiohead's drummer's name at the time, so I was just signing Nick Gillard. And people were well happy. They were based for mobile phones, but people were getting their old Kodaks out and having photos taken with me, which shows how much they know about Radiohead because I look nothing like him. Name Nicholas John Gillard Age 46 Best known on whole radio for doing Chat room stuff Playing kitchen appliances in the background Failing and eventually winning shirts <laughs> oh, Good answers Nick Okay hello thank you for joining us for this hello. presenter profile um, you matched my. You sort of mimicked my voice back to me there, which was a little disconcerting. 
Your first question is uh, probably going to be the longest answer, and we'll be asking asking this question to all the uh, all the lads we speak to. So the scenario is this: you're a five-a-side manager, and you've only got X Palace players available for your selection. Who do you pick for your five-a-side? Now the clue is: if you start with a goalkeeper, and then you can choose your then have your pick uh, of numbers of defenders and midfielders that you see fit. But you've only got to pick five, uh, a sensible formation. Start with a keeper, and that will uh, help you. Goalkeeper would be John Burridge because he'd be doing somersaulty type saves. Um, um, my okay. two... Wait, wait, wait. Let's have, we'll, we'll have a little chat about your selections as well. Um, so John Burridge okay. again. John Burridge might not be someone that, that all the listeners are familiar with. I know um, Budgie is. He was also known. Um, he had a very long and uh, colourful career in, in football. But if you just uh, let people know a little bit about him and what he was like as a certainly for Palace as a, as a keeper. He was so different to other keepers in that he was a bit extrovert. Most most keepers are known for being kind of withdrawn and, and different. There was I remember a book at school called Goalkeepers Are Different. I can't remember who wrote it. And they, they seem it's a bit like a bass player in a band. They're, they're not like the other members. Um, but he'd come out and he'd do handstands and somersaults. And he was a real, real kind of entertainer. And um, he's still entertaining now via the medium of Twitter. By mm, all the I can't remember his... Um, his uh, at address, but yeah, and he's, he was the first real keeper I remember when when I was a kid going to Palace, late seventies. He was and, a good uh, keeper as well, wasn't he? It wasn't just that he was this entertainer; he was actually an incredibly good keeper as well. He was an incredibly good keeper, and to be fair, Palace haven't had many bad keepers. No, really. I mean, my me second choice would have been Perry Suckling because he was an excellent keeper. He really was a good keeper, and yeah, nine just... nil, nine nil against Liverpool. Absolutely mullered him. Mm. Absolutely mullered him. And um, I actually went to see Palace play Slough Town in the coldest day of my life. Icicles were forming on the barriers in front of me just so I could see Perry Suckling one yeah. last time. Good old defenders. Perry. Yeah, defenders. So what are you going to do? Are you going to go with two at the back in the or- and then one of each of the others? Or are you going to go one defender and play around up top? I'm going to have... Um, I'm going to have two defenders. Okay. And uh, my first defender is going to be Eric Young. Ninja, of course, because uh, of the headband yeah. and all that. But um, obviously, uh, ex-Crazy Gang as well and formed a great partnership with Andy Thorne for Palace. Um, and then disappeared off the face of the earth to become an accountant, I believe. Really? But, um, he did, yeah. yeah. Oh, talking, didn't know that. Uh, talking of Palace defenders around that time, John Humphreys, who we got on, a, I think we got him on a free from Charlton. Is he anything to do with the John Humphreys bookmakers? I don't know. Maybe listeners can tweet us back on that one. Um, well, but, his yeah. name was his name was John Humphrey without an S, so probably not. Well, I think it was the same anyway. All right, okay. Um, my second defender would be mm, <laughs> now. It's either going to be Claude Davis or Kenny Sampson. <laughs> okay, well, um, they, I think it'd be Claude Davis because he'd take no prisoners on the um, on the five-a-side pitch, yeah. and I think it'd lead to wayward shooting from the opposition. <laughs> and he was say- entertaining. He was an entertaining player. I love Claude Davis. I've got to say, mate, you're you're not going to concede many goals with this uh, five-a-side team because that is truly terrifying as a as a couple <laughs> of defenders. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, they didn't mess about. I can remember Eric Young breaking Dion Dublin's leg when uh, Dublin had just moved to Man United, and 
Uh, obviously, you can remember Claude Davis and his elbows going all sorts of places as well. Um, an absolute nutcase, that guy. Where um, is he now? Did he go to... Last time I paid any attention to him, he, he had a spell at Crawley. It was a good couple of seasons ago, and I'm, I'm not sure what he's doing now. He must have retired by now, surely, but... It was just, uh, it was, it was, like you say, he was entertaining, and I think we we saw quite, you know, quite the good, a good side of him really in a Palace shirt. But oh dear, nutcase, absolute nutcase. Yeah, my midfield maestro would have to be. It would have to be Jeff Thomas, mm. just for sentimental reasons. Such a legend. Yeah, um, really. Been through an awful lot. We don't need to go over over that. And actually, he's come out the other side and he's, he's well respected in the game. My only my only thing with Jeff Thomas, and I've never forgiven him for this, was in the three-all draw cup final uh, against Manchester United. He mimicked lifting an imaginary FA Cup, which I think put the block on us. Oh dear, I, I didn't see that at the time. But um, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's taken it. Well, there you go. If you've never forgiven him, but uh, you've forgiven him enough to get him in your five-a-side team. Now, I've got to say, this five-a-side team to me looks solid, but at the moment it doesn't look dangerous. So, time to add the danger to it, Nick. Up front, there can only be one forward, and it has to be Ian Wright. Mm, okay, I think that's going to be a popular choice for sure. But um, just a couple of words on why you pick Wrighty. It's a fairly obvious answer in a lot of ways because you know the the man was. Just, just all about goals and all about energy and causing a problem um, and just class. He was a class player, but well, you've summed it up there, really, haven't you? But it's one of the most exciting times that I've spent watching Palace, where you know Salako would get the ball into right. He had that telepathic kind of thing with Mark Bright as well, and he he just you could see his enthusiasm for the game. You really could. Really, see his enthusiasm. I think he'd be a good laugh as well. Yeah, well, I'd say he's a yeah. I get privileged enough to speak to him every now and then on Absolute Radio, and he's still very enthusiastic about Palace on there. Not as much as he is about. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Arsenal, but, um, you know, there we go. Something we have to put up with. And we're privileged privileged enough for you to tell us every week that you're privileged enough to speak to (laughs) you on Absolute Radio. Only when he comes up in conversation or I feel bored. Okay. Um, That's every week. Shut up. I've got some quick fire questions for you now, you ungrateful bastard. Um... Have you ever been told you look like someone famous? Lee Marvin. <laughs> really? By an old music teacher. Uh, and um, uh, Forrest Hillby on whole radio says, I look like uh, Ronnie James Dio, but I wouldn't know what he looks like. But that's when I had long hair. I used to have really long hair. 
Okay. But yeah, Lee Marvin. All right. Well, I'll let the uh, the listeners decide about that for themselves with some uh, Google image, image searching of both Nick Gillard and, of course, Lee Marvin. And potentially Ronnie James Dio. Dio's dead now, isn't he? Anyway, who knows? Uh, this I know the answer to this question. Water or beer? It doesn't actually say for what, what purpose, but water or beer? Um... Bitter. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. sorry that's, no, no, I'd actually go with water. I, I don't drink that much, actually. It's just on a Sunday, but I'm on the show. Mm, yeah. I can remember when you turned up for the uh, the podcast we did in the studio. You were um, you were a bit drunk then, weren't you, Nick? That was wine. All right. Okay. That was wine. A lot of wine at lunchtime. I thought I'd have a, have a glass for me roast lamb, and it turned into two bottles. And yeah, then Joe picked me up. Yeah. Yeah. You were struggling there. I've just been given a picture of a uh, picture of Ronnie James Dio. I can definitely see it. Um, okay, weirdly, we've uh, you've probably just answered answered this one, um, but it's in there. Favorite Palace goalkeeper. I mean, because now you're not picking a five aside. Does it change from John Burridge? My favorite we- Palace goalkeeper, uh, Julian Speroni. Well, yeah, there you go. Absolute legend. Been there ten years. I know he didn't play for two of them. But um, what can you say about him? We, we eulogise. He's in, he's, in um, he's in the end days of his Palace career, I feel. But um, absolute legend. And how many players do you know that have played 10 years for a club now? Yeah, it's so yeah, rare. It's, it's so, so rare. rare. It? He's and he had, could, have um, quite easily, could have quite easily got a couple of years ago, couldn't he? But he stayed. And he, yeah, he right. kind of pledged his future. Yeah, he's had he's a couple of opportunities to leave him, Middlesbrough, QPR, and and amongst others, Sunderland as well. Uh, and even when Kirali took over, he stayed. Yeah, yeah, stayed for, fought for his place, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's fair to say that it was the right decision at the time, wasn't it? Obviously, he made the mistake against Everton, and it was right to take him out of the firing line. But I don't know if he, he expected to be out of the firing line for quite so long, but for two years. But he was always said to be the best trainer at the club when he wasn't playing. And that, that tells yeah. his own story, doesn't it, about the kind of guy he is. Um, yeah. There's now okay. more fickle than plastics, is there, really? Aye. Aye, lad. Aye. Um, the next question is, would you rather have legs as long as your fingers or fingers as long as your legs? Hang on, I'm just just imagining this. Legs as long as your fingers. <laughs> Fingers as long as your legs. Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? Well, I, I need to hold a pen in my work. Um, yeah. But if I had legs as long as my fingers, I'd waddle quite a bit. And I'd be able to do a sideways... Oh, no, I'm imagining that I'd have ten legs then. No, I'd only have two legs. Yeah, you'd say uh, my feet legs. be the same size, though? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Or would my feet shrink in, like, sort of... Listen, Mikey wrote wrote the questions, but um, I'm going to say he's only referred to legs in this scenario. So you're going to have the same feet size, um, but it's just the leg, and the legs would be the same width. They're not they're they're not finger width. It's length. So well, um, well, I'm um, with me orthopedic (laughs) shoes. No, I'm lying about this. But my legs would disappear into me Doc Martins, wouldn't I? They they would. My bum cheeks would be hanging out the back of me Doc Martins. (laughs) Well, potentially, that, that there's, look good. there's still a pivot there, mate. But, um, you know, so you're going, yeah. you're, you're going to go with fingers as long as your legs. Well, what, there's a lot of challenges to face there, isn't there? I don't, <laughs> I, don't think, 
I don't think you've thought this through, mate. You're, re- you're rolling out the legs as long as your fingers situation, but think of the opposite. It's, that's difficult to deal with. Again, they're not, they don't change, they're not like, you haven't got like 10 legs on the end of your hand. They're still finger yeah, width. But, 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 yeah. But, Becky Jones on the school trip when I was 13 and lived in Cornwall would have liked <laughs> fingers as long as my legs, I'm sure, <laughs> on the back seat. I'm, I'm not I'm, going I'm, any more into that. Do we need to change the names to protect the innocent on that one? I have. All right, good. All right. <laughs> well done. But, um, to my, yeah. To, to so, my missus' mum, no. <laughs> <laughs> to sum up, um, you've indicated that you would find a use for the fingers as long as legs. Uh, yes. And that is why you do that yeah, it would be hard to play FIFA. There's a lot of problems, I'll be honest with you, with either situation. <laughs> but I could sit a long way away from the computer when typing out emails. Uh, in could. fact, I'd look like a speck in the distance on Skype, wouldn't I? You would, yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I can agree with your decision, but I, I, I agree with your right to make that decision. So you're going to go with fingers as long as your legs. Okay. The next question, uh, as you can tell, is definitely not written by me. What is your favourite way of enraging Chris? And that is me. I am Chris. My favourite way of enraging Chris. It's um, not, let's, let's cover this, let's be honest about this. It's not difficult to make me angry pre-show, is it? Just being yeah, sometimes you guys existing is enough. Yes. Uh, my favourite way of arranging you, I don't know, really. Interrupting you during the show. Yeah. That, that's, that's like that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's pretty bad. Not um, using the me system. is a me system for a reason, Nick. Yeah, but I, I always view me as yuppie flu. Yeah, uh, see what you've done there. Good work. Good work. Mm. So... The uh, final question for this little profile review um, is, is what's been your... We've, we've been doing this for four years, about to enter a fifth year of doing Homestay Radio, which is pretty insane on, on its own, really. Um, what is your favourite Homestay Radio moment of those last four years? It, it's a really difficult one to pick. I, I, Mikey's montage of, of Tony... Uh, not Tony, uh, Mark Ross... With his arms and his arms that kind of turn into twinkle, twinkle little star. That's got to rank up there just for for the sheer creativity of it. Um, and the other one was actually winning the T-shirt, the, the the Palace top, and then waiting nine months for it to arrive and it being the wrong season shirt by the time it got to me. But yeah, definitely, definitely, Mark Ross is. Uh, 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 um, uh, uh, um, I mean, he, he went to buy me a pint once. Um, uh, we got in the pub at seven. I didn't get a pint because he missed last orders trying to order it. <laughs> hey, I think we'll end on that wonderful, wonderful joke. Actually, I say joke. It, it wasn't it, a joke. It's, it's, it's feasible. True. Quite feasible, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go now and uh, attach bamboo sticks to my fingers and see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, he wanted more. Um...
It's time for another one of our superb um, whole radio quizzes. We used to have team quizzes, but nobody talks to Patrick anymore because he gave a couple of wrong answers. That's why he's not on the show tonight. Question number one. Are you ready, contestants? Yes. You ready, Luz? Yeah, bring it on. Question number one. It's a nice, easy one to get started with. What is the highest mountain in Great Britain? What is the highest Mm -hmm. mountain? In Great Britain. I'll give you a bit of a clue. It's not Parliament Hill. Absolutely brilliant. Question number two. If you pass the second place person running in a race, in a running race, what position will you now be in? If you pass the second place person in a running race, what position will you now be in? The third question. In which Shakespeare play does the line to be or not to be? That is the question appear. <laughs> oh, God. I think Lucy doesn't know this one. Question number four. What numeric term describes perfect eyesight and a form of cricket? What numeric term describes perfect eyesight and a form of cricket? The answer is not Jiminy. (laughs) (sighs) I reckon I'm on one at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Question five, and after this question, we're going to check what answers you've had thus far. Question number five. Which popular sport features in the NATO phonetic alphabet? Which popular sport features in the NATO Phonetic alphabet. Oh, what kind of question is that? Is this University Challenge? So <laughs> the University Challenge, Rick. Crop rotation in the 21st century was considerably... Sorry. Can I... It's more uh... like universally challenged. Yes. So, Jill, what was your answer to the first... Hang on, hang on. Hang on, Just hang on, hang I, on. Can I, return, can I return your last question with a question, Nick? Yeah. What's the NATO phonetic alphabet... Yeah. It's like Alpha, Beta, Juliet, Charlie, Alpha, Delta. Uh, Bravo, Charlie, Keep going. Oscar. Keep going. Keep going. No, because I'll give the answer away, when I? I think I'm going to win. I think I'm going to win. Okay, yeah. Jill. First question was, what is the highest mountain in Great Britain? What did you put? Snowden. Lucy? Put Snowdonia. And Ooh. Ben? Snowden. The answer is Ben Nevis. Question number two, Lucy. If you pass the second place person in a running race, what position would you now be in? You'd be in second. Ben? Second. And Jill? Second. Okay, you're all correct. I'm still trying yes. to work one out. <laughs> if somebody could explain that one to me, I'd like it. I'm only a teacher. Um, what Shakespeare play, Ben? Does the line to be or not to be, that is the question, appear? It is in Hamlet. Jill? Oh, well, it's not f***ing what I wrote, is it? What did you write, Jill? Romeo and Juliet. Okay, and Lucy, what did you put? Richard the Third. Oh. Yes, okay. get in. See, Ben's such a f***ing swat. That's what I said, <laughs> Lucy, when I cracked the toilet bowl. Yeah, I, I didn't do English literature for a degree or anything. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Jill, 
what numeric term describes perfect eyesight? Twenty twenty. Okay, Ben. Twenty twenty. Lucy. Twenty twenty. Okay, well done. And the phonetic alphabet, which popular sport features in the NATO phonetic alphabet, Ben? Tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I give that one to by far with you, mate. Lucy. Uh, golf. Gel. Oh, my God. Gee, football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's golf. Oh, no, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> Can I apologise? <sighs> Third place. Is gel, wibble, holly oak. <laughs> On equal first, does Lucy no nickname and Juicy Juvonti. Lucy? Juicy Lucy. No, you pick that nickname. We pick your nickname, Lucy, not you. It's like you're like Impsy calling himself the governor, aren't you? You don't pick your own nickname. It has to be. It has to be picked by somebody else. So, equal first, in equal first place... Sort it out, Nick. <laughs> I'm too sexy. Just to um, clarify to the listeners, Joe held up a packet of salt, as he said, sort it, sort it out. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely yeah. top-notch. That's brilliant. <laughs> just, to, just to clarify, Joe Wibble Hollyoak in third place. <laughs> in and equal first... We have uh, Geronimo Nagel on three points and Dried Husk Lusky on three points. <laughs> Are you ready for some more questions? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> okay. Question number six. What 1975 film features the characters of Riff Raff, Magenta and Dr. Frankenfurter? <laughs> What's 1975 no. fe- film features the characters of Riff Raff, Magenta, oh and Dr. Frankenfurter? Question number seven. How could the 22nd and the 24th UF presidents have the same parents but weren't brothers? How could the 22nd and 24th US presidents have the same parents but weren't brothers? Oh, my God. Question number eight. Which Japanese word means empty orchestra? Which Japanese word means empty orchestra? Question number nine. In the music world, by what name is Marshall Bruce Mavers III better known? In the music world, by what name is Marshall Bruce Mavers III better known? Oh dear, this is not good. Question number 10, and then we'll have a look at the scores again after this one. Which is the only planet in our solar system that is not named after either a Greek or Roman god? Which is the only planet in our solar system that is not named after a Greek or Roman god? So let's see what answers. <laughs> oh, dear. panel have come up with. Oh, dear. Gel. <laughs> in one 1975 film features the characters of Riff Raff, Magenta and Dr. Frankenfurter. So what did you say? 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why you did that. Okay. Ben? Um, not a Scooby-Doo, Nick. And Dried Husk. 
it was uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You're correct, Liz. I think that puts you in the lead. Well done. That's a dent. Liz? All right, Liz, come on, calm down. How could the 22nd and 24th US presidents have the same parents but weren't brothers? Um, I've put it was the same person. Okay. Ben? Well, I mean, yeah, that does make sense. I suppose I wrote not a Scooby-Doo, Nick. (laughs) And Jill? Adopted. (laughs) (laughs) Is that not feasible? It is feasible. Thank you. Lucy, you're actually right. It was the same person. And for two bonus points, just to Lucy. Yeah. Just to Farley's Rusk, the dried husk. Um, who was it? Uh, I want to say one of the Roosevelts. No. Do you reckon uh, Patrick would know the answer to this? Patrick or Quano? He knows the answer to everything. Is the answer is uh, Grover Cleveland. In 1885 and 1893. I've never heard of that person. You mean ever? I have. Why didn't you put it then? Jill, I'm going to go to Ben. Why do you keep asking me? I'm going to go to Ben next. Which Japanese word means empty orchestra? Uh, Sushi. (laughs) (laughs) I think that that describes my bowels after I've eaten it. Empty stomach. Charlie's? <laughs> Me? Yeah, well, you, you, your nickname's kind of uh, evolving as the show goes on. Charlie's Rusk, the dried husk. <laughs> um, well, I don't think it's right, but I've put kamikaze. Okay, in jail? Oh, I didn't have a clue, so I just put cream of some young guy. The answer to that is karaoke. Oh, no. Damn it. No, you didn't know it. You didn't know it. If you knew it, you'd have put it. Don't say I knew it. That's absolute codswallop. <laughs> I knew it. Well, why didn't you put that answer down? I knew it, but I thought, who put sushi? What does a fish based dish got to do with an empty bleeding orchestra? I can't even think of a joke to go with that. It's so bad. I'm trying to think of an orchestra fish-related joke, but I can't. <laughs> oh, dear. Gerontimo. Who is Marshall Bruce Mavers III? Eminem. Okay. Jill? Yeah, I'll put the same Eminem. And Lucy? Ooh. Yeah, I'll put Eminem as well. Oh, yep. God. You're right. Lucy? Yes. Jill, oh, just a prof, because he keeps thinking he's first. <laughs> Jill? What's the only planet in our solar system that's not named after a Greek or Roman god? Mercury. Ben? Uh. So he made a strange sound. What was that? Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we have to invade Earth. Lucy. I also put Earth. <laughs> <laughs> The answer is... Uh... <laughs> right, are you ready for the next question? Jill, the answer is not Africa, okay, before you start. The score. In second place, with five, is Gerontimo. In last place, with three, is Wibble. Winning 
is Farley's seven points. Ready for the next no. lot of questions? So ready. I couldn't be more ready. What is the largest country on Earth? Question number 12. What is the minimum number of darts a person needs to throw to complete a leg from 501? What's the minimum number of darts a person needs to throw to complete a leg from 501? Oh, God. Lucy, don't you play darts every week? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Just clarify. Oh, God. She's done this before, hasn't she? She's obviously really good at darts. Okay. Number 13. What is as light as a feather, but even the strongest man cannot hold it for more than a few minutes? Oh. Dang, oh. Quiz, that's a fucking riddle. Oh, I've heard this before. What's Can you repeat, please? Yes. What is as light as a feather, but even the strongest man can't hold it for more than a few minutes. Okay. Google, Google, quick. (laughs) What's the largest country on Earth? Russia. Ben? I also put Russia. Dried husk? (laughs) I also put Russia. Well done. Uh, that, that means that now I cannot win and I can only draw and hope I can only get both questions right and hope Lucy fails on both. Yeah, I think I have. <laughs> okay, good. Here we go then. What is the minimum number of darts a person needs to throw to complete a leg from 501, Benjamin? Nine. Jill? Nine. <laughs> oh, Just, God. Uh, Lucy, the dart player? For 16. <laughs> She's <laughs> <laughs> not very good at darts, you see. Is that throwing four at a time? <laughs> I don't even know what I was thinking. Sorry. No, I'm neither just... do I. Oh, there's a point in it going into the last question there. At least you did. You didn't say I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so Ben, come on, Mister Mister Smarmy Smarmy journalist. He says oh, I've got this. I think I know this. What is as light as a feather, but even the strongest man cannot hold it for more than a few minutes? To clarify, I said I've heard this before, but I couldn't remember. I've, I've put, and I think it makes sense, breath, as in you can hold your breath. Okay. Lucy? I put his breath. Oh, no, it means can't get a draw. And gel? Well, I just put air. Ooh. Can you hold air? I did actually look at the answer and thought it said he's breathe, but it's spelt the same way. So, yes, you are right. Ah, oh, Lucy. Just need it. a little bit of confirmation um, from uh, our quiz master on the scores on the doors, please. Drum roll. Woohoo! Okay. In third place is Wibble Hollyoke. With five points. <laughs> Hang on, hang on, stewards. Did I not get that? Did I not get air? No, it's breath. What the fuck? Is it not the same thing? Can you hold air, Joe? Well, I ain't got any air, but if you can... (laughs) (laughs) I got it. Um, In second place, because she was deducted two points for forming her own nickname, 
Close your mouth. <laughs> is Dried Husk Lucy on seven points? Yes. Get in. And the winner. <laughs> this is outrageous. I want a steward's inquiry. Uh, stewards? Is that okay? No, I've, I've been told that's not fair. You've been deducted one point. You've <laughs> deducted one point. So it's a tie. So we have an equal tie <laughs> on eight points each. We have, ben so we have a tiebreaker. This game stinks shit. <laughs> Jill, as the person came last, you can set the tiebreak question. Oh, this is tragic. What is going on here? Ready? <laughs> yeah, ready. How old will I be my next birthday? Is it closest wins? Well, don't be too f- far away, Ben. <laughs> I would say... Okay, go on. Just say, yeah, it. say it out loud. Say it out loud. I'll, I'll, I'll count on the count of... What did you say? 51. <laughs> I'm going to go 48. The answer, Jell, is... See, I'll be 50. Oh. So I win? Well, no, because oh. you, went, you went too high. You went too high. Lucy gets deducted a point for going too high. Yeah. This is outrageous. I won that fair and square. Lucy wins. Yeah, Lucy. <laughs> well done. Well done. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Suffragette and all that shit. Anyway. Good. And that's, that's another smooth running whole radio quiz. Listen to Homestale Radio on the go using our Android app. Download at holradio.net forward slash Android. Name Ben Nagel. Age. 21. Really? Okay. Best known on whole radio for doing? Um, making silly noises that get clipped. Yeah, that is true. You're I also feel like I'm on Mastermind. Yeah, that's, that, that's, the, whole, that's the vibe I'm going right. for. Okay. Uh, things. Um, Nick just started doing the voice back to me, which I felt <laughs> undermined me as the host. Yeah, no. Well, uh, you yeah. didn't. You answered and you, there was a... It's like you had, you saw the authority and you... you yeah, you know, I, was, I was quite scared, to be fair. That's all right. If that's what you're going for. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of... You know, you've got to have a little bit of fear, haven't you? Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first question is... It's the same for everyone, the first question. Everything else is different. Well, sorry, the last question is the same as well. First and last questions are the same. Everything else is different. I'm quite uh, nervous. This, Should I be nervous? Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. This I normally is, do the interviewing. Yeah, exactly. This is going to be uh, pushing you to the very limits of your palace knowledge, your ability to to work, you know, with very little information. Uh, basically, all the things that are important about being on whole radio. Right. Um, and just, you know, remember, people want to know a bit about the Ben Nagel behind the headlines, <laughs> you know? Oh, dear. OK, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Okay, so you're a five-a-side manager with only X Palace players available for your selection. Who do you pick? Uh, I'll give you the same help that I gave everyone Come else on, just to like. get you started. Obviously, you've got to pick a goalkeeper. Okay. Have a little, then have a little think about your formation with the remaining four players and then just go for it. So who's your, who's your keeper? X Palace players, remember? As they can't be current Palace players. No, that's why I said X oh, Palace players. Yeah. I knew, oh, blimey. Uh Gabo Karai, because when you play five aside, it's it's not on grass, is it? It's on sort of a, uh, like <laughs> a sandy surface. So his tracksuit bottoms are going to be sort of. I'm, I'm going practical here. If he's wearing tracksuit bottoms, then he's not going to scrape all his knees up. 
Oh, that is a cracking answer, Ben. You're right. He's not going to get AstroTurf burns. Yeah. Um, I must say AstroTurf, obviously, these these days you get weird sort of semi-grass stuff that doesn't mm. quite do the same amount of damage. When I was a lad... I um, mean, it's, it's no grass, though, is it? You're, you're right. It's no grass. But, um, but yeah, it's, oh, they used to do this. I don't know about you, but, I mean, you're, you're much, much younger than me. But when I was young, the, the stuff, the AstroTurf used to take your skin off if you just sat down on it. It was... <laughs> it's bad it's really really bad but yeah good thinking Ben uh, it wasn't too bad a keeper either was he oh no well he's, uh, he's still going now and he's at Fulham at the moment yeah yeah he's had a couple of games for them as well uh, they've also got um, the son their keeper's the son of former Palace keeper Vic Bettinelli as well that's a bit of a trivia for yeah, you there there is a bit of fact for you brilliant yeah. well done thanks good knowledge yeah do you so, know his, uh, uh, his middle name is Ferenc no Ferenc, as in like Ferenc Pushkas. Yes, yes, indeed. All right. Good knowledge. Well done. Did you just look that up on Wikipedia? Yeah, I'm on Wikipedia, yeah. You prick. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing next? How many defenders are you having? Um, All right. uh, And you've got four players. Yeah, I've got to count. Um, It's going to be two defenders. Probably be... Yeah, yeah. Because if you have one defender, then you're left a bit open at the back, and you so it's going to be 2-1-1 formation. Okay. 2-1-1 2-1-1 or 1-2-1? Yeah, we see Nick, Nick went for 2-1-1. Um, Tony's gone for 1-2-1. For uh, but, you, you know, you're your own, your own man. Yeah, well, my players are going to be um, sort of more, a bit more recent, aren't they, than, than people like Nick who yeah, were but born in, like, the 1930s. Yeah, but it, it is imaginary, so, I mean, they're all at their peak. Right, OK. Um, yeah, we'll go 2-1-1 then. And um, I'm going to pick Clint Hill has won purely for uh, the moments after the Sheffield Wednesday game in 2010 where he essentially got naked and sprinted through Sheffield Wednesday fans <laughs> punching people. Yeah, hero, uh, absolute hero. Because yeah. he, he came over to the Palace fans, didn't he? He sort of yeah. threw his shirt in as normal and then I think he uh, he took his... He didn't take his shorts, he did, definitely did boots and then I think he did socks and then sort of realised that he was in trouble when he turned around and half the Sheffield Wednesday fans were... Surrounding him, yeah. I still think he would have won that fight if he'd stayed out there. Oh yeah, but, big time, big time. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no, well, let's let's talk also as a defender. You know, mm. he joined us as almost a makeweight in a was it in a makeweight in a deal or just on a free transfer? It was a free transfer from Stoke, right? And they just effectively gave him to us. Um, and and I, the only memory I had of him at the time was of him being hugely outpaced by AJ. Um, um, about five years before, just like he had about a twenty-yard head start on AJ and still lost the race, and that's he the player. Like I, first, wasn't he? Yeah, and that's the player I thought we were signing, and then um, yeah, he, effectively he was let off training for for quite a lot of the week, and now he's still going now, still in the in the, in the Premier League, which is amazing to think. Yeah, which is mad, really. I don't. He, he probably isn't good enough to well to be in the Premier League now, but um, what about yeah, no, you? Top bloke. Mm. Huh? So it was all about attitude with him. Oh yeah, big you time. Know, just yeah, the yeah. will to win. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why he's been chosen for my team. Okay. Um, and the other one. Hmm. See, um, c- can we count Paddy McCarthy as a, as an ex Palace player? <laughs> well, I think he'd he'd probably agree to it, but no. Ah, oh, so we can't. He's still under contract to Palace, so no. All right. Um, there have been other defenders since you supported Palace. No, I'm not sure there have left. To be honest. <laughs> right, but let me a... come back to that. We'll move into midfield. See, this is why I need preparation, Chris. Are you, this is your problem every time. No one else has complained. 
<laughs> you saying I'm a complainer? Yeah. Okay, right, midfield. Um, <sighs> see, I used to be a big fan of Carl Fletcher, but I don't think he's good enough to, to be in this. I mean, there's much better players that... There are, but you can only pick from what you know. You've, this is you, you're the manager here, right? So you're making decisions based on what you know and who you think's the, the you know the right player. Yeah. If you want to pick Carl Fletcher, who was average, <laughs> then <laughs> yeah, no, I'm him. not. I'm not going to pick him. Although I was a big fan, I have to say that I was. I think he was number seventeen as well, and that's uh, that's my number. So I think I just latch on to players who have been number seventeen. You're right. Numbers um, is the best way to pick players. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, well, let's go. I'm going to go Nick Carl in the midfield because he was a legend. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, a bit of, bit of creativity in the midfield. You play. No, that's a terrible pick. Isn't it's, it? a, it's an awful it's pick, a mate. Terrible pick. Um, you right? I mean, you were. Let me give you an example of um, you know some players who have left Palace who can play football. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were around for Aki Riolati, right? You were oh, around yeah. for, yeah, for yeah. Michael Hughes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around for him, you were around for Tom Saws, Ben Watson. Yeah, and, you know all those sorts of players. So I'm trying to be a bit different, though. I'm, I'm. You're I'm being very different so far. Your, so far, your decision in the midfield is who to pick out: Carl Fletcher and Nick Cole. Yeah, yeah, that's bad, isn't it? But now, really? if I pick one of the ones that you've said, then it looks like I'm just doing that. Well, I think you should stick with Nick Cole then. No, uh, right. I'm going to go Andy Johnson up top just because he's. Um, Essentially, uh, well, he's one of the best players I've ever seen in a Palace shirt, mm. um, and it's just yeah, just amazing. I'm I'm sad that it didn't work out for him second time around. Yeah, he didn't gonna, any games at all. I was going to ask you about that. It was a, it, I don't think it sailed anything for me. I, I think it's a shame that we didn't see him get on the pitch and, and, and score. Although he did, there is video of him scoring against I think it was Coventry for the under twenty ones. And which is which is nice to see, just lifting the ball over the keeper after running through good like the old days. But um, yeah, that did, that did bring yeah. back some memories actually. Yeah, no, it's a real shame. People got really down on him, really negative. But I don't. He didn't for me. He didn't block anyone's way through. You know, we didn't really have any other options anyway. And it was kind of like, well, if we're going to sign some. We might as well sign. You know, sign this guy and and see if we see if there's some way that. Um, he can get himself fit, and it didn't just work. Didn't work out. Yeah. But the the idea that we poured thousands of pounds down the, you know, down the drain trying to get him fit, we didn't. You know, as far as I know, he's on a, he was on the pay as you play deal, so barely got anything from us. Um, mm. But there you go. I think it's a strange. It was a strange signing in a lot of ways, but you can see it, and then you've got to have room for sentiment, haven't you, Ben? Exactly. Yes. So he's my striker, and I've decided yeah. my midfielder. Yeah. It's going to be uh, the one and only Darren Ambrose. Yeah. Good shout. Um, for a number of reasons, because uh, there's some incredible goals that sort of I was I was there to see the main two obviously being uh, the United one and then Aston Villa that 37 yard free kick. Um, oh, I don't know why I always remember. I think because I w- used to watch it on YouTube basically every day, and and the title <laughs> of the YouTube video was Darren Ambrose scores amazing 37 yard free kick. Yeah. So I always remember that it was 37 yards. I was um, just trying to remember. Was I was I standing next to you for that one? Were you? Was it? Maybe we had a couple of seasons, I, or a season I, yeah. and a half, or whatever. Where we had a season to get next to each other. Yeah, and I think yeah. that, that might have been in that period. Yeah. I was I was definitely still in the homestand at that point, so it might well have been next. Yeah, there you mm. go. Incredible memories. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and there's a chance that um, Ambrose wouldn't be able to go missing uh, any period of the game by <laughs> the side, isn't there? Because it's quite yeah, a small pitch to do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Right, so so far, you've got AJ up top, Ambrose mm. in midfield, Kirali in goal, 
Um, and who did you pick in defence? Uh, Clint Hill. Oh yeah, and, Clint Hill. And you've and got a, you've got a gap. I am now going for one of Kleine or Danny Butterfield. Oh, there's a good couple of shouts. So, um, I mean, Kleine's Kleine's the better player, but Danny, Danny Butts. You know, if you if you need, you need a gold in the last minute or so, exactly, stick him yeah. up top. Yeah. Um, do you normally call him Danny Butts? Is that a normal thing? I don't know. I just said it. It must have. Someone else must have said it before. I wouldn't have just made it up. <laughs> um, yeah, just yeah. Let's say Danny <laughs> Butterfield purely for that reason. You know that hat trick against Wolves, and in fact, he can he can nick a goal if if necessary. Well, I say he can nick a goal. He scored ten goals in the whole time he was at Palace. So <laughs> yeah. But so uh, well, yeah. Three three when he was played up front. You know. Yeah. All right. So we'll give him a go up front if necessary. If we mm. if we need a goal in the last minute. Good stuff. Uh, very strong on the set of pieces as well, that five-a-side yeah, game. I'm not sure, sure how important that is in five-a-side, but... I think I've pulled my team back from the brink after some terrible shouts in the middle when I got yeah. nervous and said Nick Carl. It's <laughs> one of my favourite things ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope the next lot. questions are easier than that. Blimey. They are, yeah. That's the long one for everyone. Um, the rest of these are... Um, they sort of veer from occasionally being about Palace to being about just whatever was going on in Mikey's head at the time he wrote them. Okay, good. Um, for, for once, I haven't written the interview questions. They, they come from Mikey's brain, so... Okay. That's your warning. Right. The next question is, if you could turn into your partner for just one day, what would you do? Um, good noise. I think we'll be uh, using that. Yeah, that's, there you go. that's exactly what I'm famous for. <laughs> I say famous. Probably infamous, really, more than famous. Um, Tens of people here, you make noises every week, Ben. I know, yeah. Um, pre right, okay. Uh, what would I do? I'm not going to uh, give your lovely partner's name, but if you you know you've got a chance to control controller for an entire day, uh, put your brain in hers, and um, but presumably she your swap. Let's you know if that makes you feel more comfortable. She so gets she's to she's going to be me, and I'm going to be gonna go, yeah. She's going to traumatize you know your person, so you can go and um, do whatever you want. Um. Oh, blimey! These are difficult questions, and this is nobody's had this question before. No, no, no. This is unique to you, although not specifically for you. It just so happens that's the box that I picked for you. Okay, right. Um, um well, she works at um, basically the Welsh version of Centre Parks, and uh, right. Ben, and if, if your answer, I'm gonna stop. If your answer is go to work, um, I'm gonna have real problems with your, uh, you know, your adventurousness. No, right, well, but, it was it was right. more enjoy the facilities of that rather okay. than work. But um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a, a pretty right. amazing place. So, right, put, right, I'm gonna help you out here because look, she, she basically the day after you're back, you're back in your 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 individual bodies and just right. like, deal with the consequences of what you've done. You know, okay, all right. At so the very, at the very least, draw on your draw a moustache on her face with a permanent marker. Okay, right. So I could go somewhere random in the world, and then when we change back, she'd just have to work out how to get home. Yeah, well, be, see, that's a cracking idea. All right. Get on, get on a flight that's so long that the day would pass and you'd change back in mid-flight. She wouldn't know where she's going. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'd go. And pack nothing in the suitcase. Apart from... <laughs> but that's, I'm essentially just being horrible to her, then, aren't I? Yeah, Ben. I, this I'm single, so I don't listen to my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would. I would get a flight somewhere. I'd yeah. probably leave her somewhere where I say leave her. She should come back, but I'd take her somewhere <laughs> as her that she like has always wanted to go to. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but then I would have also spent all of her money. Yeah, as you wouldn't thank me for that. 
All right. You're nowhere near as mean as I am. I say mean, <laughs> but I mean funny mean, you know? Right, yeah. Well, what would you do? Say if... I don't know, just stuff like I'd get a tattoo on both ankles, one would say left and right, but it'd be the wrong way, wrong way right. around. Good, you know, yeah. something like That's that. That'd be right. funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be fun. <laughs> be not, you shouldn't have to explain that to people if she ever went barefoot. Yeah, I, I just got... Yeah, uh, yeah. see? It's good, isn't it? <laughs> the next question is cake or pie? I don't know the concept. Uh, cake, 100%. Yeah? Like, uh, yeah, like a million percent. I'm a, I'm a, I've got a sweet tooth, me. You can have sweet pies. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just not a big pie man, to be honest. Okay. I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm a cake man all day, me. All right, this is a good answer, and I'm, I don't really feel the need to expand on it. So, well done. No, probably no need to, no. No, no. Uh, one player from our current academy setup who you think is definitely going to make it. So, basically, to put as a sub on my five-a-side team. Yeah, why not? Think that's thinking about it like that. That's quite good. Yeah. Um, probably crazy. Um, I'm, I was pretty gutted. Do you that story? Oh, um, about... uh, do we can we call him Academy? Talk about yeah. what are we going to say anyway? Did you hear that story that the Mirror said about us trying to call him up for for the Southampton game and then him notifying that he wasn't in the twenty five and them going, oh, oops, we we can't have you then. Really? Yeah. Apparently, we tried to call him up and then he said, "I'm over twenty one. I'm not in the twenty five. Uh, he had to say that. That's terrible. apparently, yeah. If if you believe the uh, the papers, I suppose. Yeah, I, mean, I have to say why he wasn't included over Jerome Thomas. Mm, I know it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, to say no, that's great. Respect to Jerome Thomas. He's been a completely uh, complete waste of space in the Palace shirt purely because he's just not been available for selection. And you think someone like Quasi, who's all of a sudden, you know, okay, his rise to prominence has has been fairly rapid. But we've worked, you know, worked hard in developing him, haven't we? So, mm. I mean, even sort of, you you can make a case for him not having proved it at the top level. But he went away to the Africa Cup of Nations and, and impressed there when there's, you know, some amazing players at that tournament. So, um, yeah, I think he's definitely got, got a big, sort of bright future ahead of him. Yeah, I don't suppose. I think in terms of, um, you know, experience, he's still a young player. I mean, he's only twenty five anyway. It's not like he's ancient, but. Um... But yeah, okay, yeah. Hopefully, we'll get him out on loan since he's not in the twenty-five, and mm, yeah, I think he's out of contract at the end of the season. But we may well have an option on that, so hopefully, we extend it and he gets an opportunity. Okay, uh, your next question—it's—it's <laughs> it's an either-or, okay, or an right. either-or, depending on how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. Not judging. We've had arguments about pronunciation in the past, haven't we? Yeah. H. Oh, uh, Tony's already <laughs> been on all of that. I just. Oh, uh, we won't sound like a broken record. Then carry on. I don't know if we recorded him saying it going on. Oh, about okay. But H is incorrect. Don't you? Right, okay. The question is, sandpaper as toilet paper or hot sauce as eye drops? Oh. Um, see, I feel like um, if you did the eye drops one, there's going to be more lasting pain there. Mm. Um, it doesn't say for how long you have to keep using them. I mean, oh, yeah. obviously, if you're using eye drops, right, and you think, oh, those sting quite unreasonably if it's just the once then and you're just using for me you know that that would be the, my immediate set of questions is, is how long do i have to use the eye drops for uh, mikey, do we want to clarify that or are you going to give mikey's me not specified i think we've just got to go with our gut feeling my gut feeling is mikey's the kind of man that make you use the whole bottle of the eye drops before you can stop using them right okay i'm gonna but go equally the... equally he's the sort of man who would make you use the whole roll of sandpaper as toilet paper yeah okay 
I've, I mean, I've used some bad toilet paper in the past. I mean, I've had some that are pretty <laughs> similar to sandpaper, if I'm honest. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for that one. Okay, so because of your experience uh, with yeah. sandpaper-like toilet paper, you're, um, you feel that you're best, best equipped to deal with that situation. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, all it's going to do is take a bit of hair off, isn't it? So, yeah, uh, yeah I guess. Yeah, um, we're finding out all sorts about you, Ben, today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bet. Yeah, probably move on from that. Actually, yeah, let's let's move on. I mean, that's recorded forever. That is, I'm gonna. I cannot wait for this paid podcast. That I... I mean, you could you could clip different things together all day, and and uh, and I, you could turn that into something ridiculous. Me saying it's only going to take a bit of hair off. Yeah, there's all sorts we can do with that. I've said it again Thank as well now. Yeah, you have. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, which whole radio host messes around the most pre-show? Um. It's basically who do you shout at the most often? Yeah, is essentially the question here. Yeah, it, it um, really is. It's it's probably it's Jell or Nick. I mean, because we, we obviously most people know that we use Skype. Whenever I come on and Nick's on, uh, as soon as I'm connected to the call, I see his face and he turns his video on every pre-show yeah. and does ridiculous things. So it's uh, it's gonna have to be Nick purely because because of that. You're correct. It is Nick who messes around the most pre-show. Yep, and uh, f- like. Two minutes to one air, we'll start telling a ten-minute-long story, that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then you go right, uh, ten seconds. Yeah, and he's still going. Yep, it's yep. um, it's amazing. Good selection. All right, that's. I mean, that's all of the questions, barring this last one, and uh, we've already sort of talked about this. But um, I've you you were here day one, like myself, Ben, mm. and um, it's hard to imagine we've passed four years uh, folks there, radio. Um, and you know, it's, it's still getting bigger all the time, really. Um, but you've got to pick uh, your favourite moment of the last four years on, on Homestay Radio. Yeah. Um, well, I picked I picked uh, an interview with Peter Ramage. I haven't actually specified which one, but essentially any time we've spoken to him, because he's <laughs> the nicest person I've, I've ever met in football, and you know he's got time for everyone. I remember we were we were uh, commentating at an under twenty ones game. I think it was this season actually. It uh, was. Or, yeah, earlier season, and uh, we noticed that he was in the crowd and uh, just sort of out of the blue, I just give him a text and said can you come up and he didn't reply and I thought oh, you know, fair enough he's, he's going to be busy and then out of the blue he, he popped around the corner and came and had quite a long chat with us on the radio I think that just summed him up every time he's on he's really really good value he's funny um, he's happy to have a laugh and yeah just a top top bloke yeah that's it and uh, yeah just yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I'm not again not sure which of those we'll pick. We'll pick some highlights out of the interviews with Rambo. I mean, things that stick out for me are, you know, the chat we had after the the playoff final uh, win. I can't remember. It might have been the day after or a couple of days after, mm. where he told us all about, you know, the fact oh, that yeah, they just, what they, happened they, after. yeah, what happened after they didn't want to go home and yeah, they all just ended up sitting in a cafe waiting, having for a cup of tea. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Uh, very, and very also, good. yeah, and also the sort of banter around gold of the season when he had his. Um, had his little volley in, but he was angry that they gave it to Murray for the outside <laughs> yeah. of the box. Yeah, just loads of good stuff. I mean, if I'm passing to a Barnsley player who's in a red shirt because I think he's, he's wearing a Palace shirt, then I need my eyes tested. Uh, <laughs> I think the referee's issue was the Under Armour, that if he'd seen it in a handball, um, if he'd seen a handball, he wouldn't know which arm's which. It's nothing, that's, nothing that I've come across and to be honest, we were all a bit bemused about it, and bless Bry, the, the kit man, I mean, he does bugger all anyway, but he had to go <laughs> up to the, the club shop and get 
16 new shirts and 16 print 16 different names on the shirts and whatnot so he was doing his uh, he was doing his knot and which was actually quite nice for us to see them doing actually doing a bit of work but you had a you had a little finish this year didn't you now to be honest i don't remember the opposition but you will uh, well, I, I, it was either, well, I, I, I could name every single one of I was either Leeds, Watford, <laughs> uh, I can't remember the other one, Alexa or right. Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough was, Middlesbrough was the goal of the season, to be honest with me. <laughs> Very disappointed it's not been bad. <laughs> mother got, mother, mother stuck one in the top corner from 30 yards. I had a yeah. twi- twi- uh, twist past three defenders and put it underneath the keeper and, that's it. and he that's gets scored cool. once I was gutted to be honest but never mind <laughs> no that was a striker's finish that really was it was <laughs> exactly the thing is he's because Mother's it's from a corner and Mother's headed to me and he's screaming at him at me to lay it back to him and he was still mourning even though I'd scored when we still have to celebrate I don't know if you can see it on the goal he's mourned to me that I haven't laid him off so I think he was on he was on a hat-trick or something at the time yeah. so <laughs> that's the oh, typical mother to be honest I'd have mentioned how many hat-tricks he's missed through missing penalties exactly yes. that's exactly my point <laughs> I've never oh, missed a penalty in my life you'll not see me for a month to be honest <laughs> if, if we go up by Wembley I mean I think there's, there's a few of the boys have said that you know bless me missus and, and the little and they'll uh, We'll probably forget what I look like after I finish celebrating if we do go off that way. But and, and, and if I score the goal at Wembley, you're never going to hear the end of it. It'll just be that eulogy will or that that image will be put on my gravestone. Yeah, uh, that's it. Will will be. will be the the best feeling that I'll have uh, bar the, the birth of me little and and getting married. I've got to say that obviously, but obviously. for the, obviously, for, yeah, I'll get me I'll get me head kicked in if I don't. But but that football from a football point of view, that would be that would be just a dream. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.